In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Coptic month, Tuba. This month starts after the Feast of Nativity, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, during the four Sundays of this month, which are the four Sundays that follow immediately after the birth of Christ, the Church speaks to us about the enlightenment, enlightenment. Because as Isaiah the prophet said, before Christ we were sitting in darkness and shadow of death. The whole creation, the whole people, either the Jews or the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, were sitting in darkness. But with the birth of Christ, his light shine upon the whole world. So the four Sundays speak about the light of Christ that shine upon the whole world. In first Sunday, the church actually said that Jesus, when he came, did not come only to the Jews, but he came to the whole world, whether Jews or non-Jewish people, the Gentiles. And the Gospel was about the flight to Egypt, when the Holy Family went to Egypt. And Egypt is one country of the Gentile countries. And the meaning of this Gospel, that Christ came even to the Gentiles. He opened the door to the Gentiles to be enlightened and to receive the light of God. The second Sunday, the Church spoke to us about how as the eye is the lamp of the body, then the heart is the lamp of the soul. When the eye is good, we will be in light. In the same way, when our heart is pure, we will be enlightened. But if my heart is not pure, I cannot see the light. That's why the Lord said, Blessed are the pure in hearts, for they shall see God. So when my heart is pure, I will be able to see God, and God is the light of the world. And how the heart will be purified? The heart will be purified through the Word of God. The more I read the Word of God, the more it will cleanse and purify my mind and my heart. That's why David in the book of Psalms said, Your word, your word is lamp to my feet. And when a lady said, the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed is the womb who carried you about St. Mary. The Lord wants to explain why St. Mary was worthy to be the mother of God. That's why he replied and said, blessed are those who keep the word of God in their hearts and live by the word of God. So in the second Sunday, this enlightenment, we receive it through reading the scripture, 
keeping the scripture in our mind and in our heart and applying them in our life. Then in the third Sunday, which is the last Sunday, we read about the testimony of John the Baptist, about the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the beautiful description and titles about the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the bridegroom. And we are the bride of Christ. In any marriage, the two shall become one. So when we are two, we are united together. When I am united with the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is my bridegroom and I am his bride, we will become one. And through this union, I will be enlightened because he is the light of the world. As he said, I am the light of the world. So when I am one with Christ, who is the light of the world, I will be also the light of the world. You know, the moon in itself is a dark planet. There is no light in the moon. But because the light of the sun is so powerful, that's why the moon reflects the light of the sun to the earth. And when we look at the moon, we see it enlightened, although the moon in itself has no light. Can you imagine if the moon is very, very close to the sun or even became one with the sun, then the light of the sun would be the light of the moon. From this very, very, very far distance, the moon can reflect the light of the sun, and we see the moon as enlightened. In the same way, when we are united with Christ, our bridegroom, we become light. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ said about himself, I am the light of the world. But also he said, you are the light of the world. How we are the light of the world? Because when the Holy Trinity abides in us, then we became light to the world. So far, the church spoke about three things. That light came to enlighten every man comes to the world will be enlightened through the word of God when we understand it with our mind, keep it in our heart, live by it. And also we are enlightened when we are one with the sun. And this union actually happens in all the sacraments of the church. In baptism, we put on Christ. In chrismation, we become a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. In communion, we abide in him and he abides in us. So through this union, we become light to the world. And lastly, today, you heard the gospel from John chapter 9, the healing of the man who was born blind. And as he said, I was blind and now I can see. Every Christian believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, united with him through the sacraments, live by the word of God, should actually be able to say with the man who was born blind, I was blind 
but now I can see. In the Gospel of today, we saw two groups of people. One group, they thought they are the enlightened, the priests and the high priests, the scribe and the Pharisees. They thought they are the enlightened. When actually the man who was born blind tried to explain to them since the world began it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind if this man were not from God he could do nothing do you know how they answered him they told him you were completely born in sins and are you teaching us so what this message says we are the enlightened one you are born in sin you are blind you are spiritually blind how can you teach us we know everything but in reality this group was truly the blinded people in their eyes in their perception they are the enlightened but in reality they were the blind and this man who actually was accused to be blind to be born completely in sin this man was the enlightened person this man was the enlightened person because he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and worshipped him and I want you to see how the process of enlightenment happened with this man at the beginning when they asked him how were your eyes opened he said a man called Jesus so for him Jesus is just a man a regular man like all of us then after a little they asked him what do you say about him because he opened your eyes and the answer he is a prophet so after he perceived Jesus just as a man regular man now he perceived him as what as a prophet you can see the process of enlightenment he is a man now he is a prophet and when they told him we don't know where he is from he actually told him why this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from and yet he has opened my eyes if this man were not from God he could not so the third stage he believed that this man is from God I want you to see the progression just a man prophet a man from God and then at the end when the Lord met him and told him do you believe in the Son of God he said Lord I believe and worshipped him so he believed that he is the Messiah he is God who became man so you can see the progression in the enlightenment at the beginning he perceived him as a man then a prophet then sent by God then he is the Messiah he is God who became man and worshipped him and this worship was the worship to acknowledge him as God and as Lord so we have two groups 
group think they are the enlightened, but they were the blind. And another group, this man, the man who was born blind, who was accused that he is spiritually blind, you were completely born in sin, but he is the one who was enlightened. So, what is the enlightenment? How can I define and examine myself whether I am enlightened or not? This is a very important question. The enlightenment, if a person is blind to his own sins and he doesn't know his own weaknesses, then this person is not enlightened. Sometimes in, in family conflict, when couple comes to me, and if I ask the husband, what upsets you from your wife? He can say a list of 50 points. And then I ask him, and what do you do wrong? He can hardly say one thing. This means he's blind. Because the person who does not see his weakness, no one actually is without sin. No one is without weakness. The fact that I don't know and I don't see my weakness, this means I am blind. But those who acknowledge their weakness, this actually is the first step in the progression of enlightenment. This man knew he was blind. I was blind, but now I can see. What is the problem of uh, like addicts or people who are involved with any, any source of addiction? And they don't see their weakness. They don't see they are wrong. Sometimes when we try to define who is the difficult person? Actually, any problem can be solved. Any issue can be solved. Addiction can be, the people can get recovered from it. But the problem when you are in denial, when I deny that I have a problem, when I deny that I have any weakness in my life, this means I am blind. I'm not enlightened. In the same gospel in, in John chapter 9, the Lord said to the Pharisees, if you were blind, you would not have any sin. But because you say, we see, your sin remains. In John chapter 9, verse 41, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, Therefore, your sin remains. What does this verse mean? If you admit your blindness, you would seek help. If the addict admits his weakness and he needs help, he can be cured. Any person who has a weakness in his life, 80% of overcoming this weakness is to admit your weakness. And this is one of the goals of the confession, the sacrament of confession. Because sacrament of confession, I admit my weakness, I take responsibility. And 
I know that I am accountable before God for my weakness. So this will be the beginning step of repentance, to admit, to take responsibility. But as long as I am blaming everybody around me, and I'm not taking responsibility of my weakness, then I am blind. If you were blind, if you admit your blindness, you would have no sin. Why you would not have you would have no sin? Because you will repent, and God will forgive your sins. But now you say we see. Now you say we are enlightened. I have no sin. I have no weakness. It's others' fault. It's not my fault. Since you are admitting you have no weakness, then God will not forgive you anything because you say I don't need forgiveness. But what will happen? Your sins will remain because it will not be forgiven. So the message in the gospel of today is for each one of us. And the, the church took us a journey in four weeks about enlightenment. So who can among us say, I was blind, but now I can see? If you still believe that it is the other's mistake and weakness. It's not mine. You're blind. But when you take responsibility and you say, I am blind, with your light, we shall see light, as you heard in the psalm of today. In your light, when I bring myself to the light of Christ, we shall see light. Let me give another example. If my clothes are not clean and I am sitting in a dark room, I will not see it. But once I come to the light, I can see that my clothes is not clean and I need to wash them. I need to cleanse them. As long as you are living in the darkness of pride, darkness of arrogance, darkness of self-righteousness, as long as you are in this darkness, you will not say, I need purification, I need forgiveness. But when you come in the light of Christ, in your light, O Lord, we shall see light. When you come to the light of the word of God, then you will see your weakness. And then you will ask God to help you, to purify you, to cleanse you, to forgive you. And this will be the first step in the way of enlightenment. May the Lord help all of us to walk in this way of enlightenment because He came to enlighten everyone that comes into the world. The light is there. It's my choice to remain in the darkness or to come to the light of Christ so I will be enlightened. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.